welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And this is episode 8, part 3 of my interview with Scott Laysath, the sporting chef. In this part of the episode, Scott is going to share with us his favorite side dishes to serve with a wild turkey, his favorite wine and beer to have with a wild turkey meal, his thoughts on the locavore trend that's sweeping the country today, and the story of his most recent successful wild turkey hunt, which is quite an entertaining story. Now we are going to lose audio for a few seconds in part of this interview, so bear with us. Let's jump right into the interview. I'll see you on the other side, and I hope you enjoy it. Well, I know the answer to my next question that I'm going to ask you is going to have a lot to do with the ingredients that the turkey's cooked with, but generally speaking, what are some of the side dishes that you're going to throw in with the wild turkey meat as your, your main portion of your meal? Um, summertime, I'm, if I'm grilling, which is more than likely what I'm doing in the summertime, I'm taking fresh in-season vegetables. I'll thick slice zucchini, eggplant, any kind of vegetable you've got, and rub it with olive oil, salt, and pepper, slap that on a grill right next to it. If I can eliminate heating up my house this time of year, I do. <laughs> um, if I can cook everything outside, and I, I, I also will smoke it. I have a, a camp chef. And I've cooked an entire Christmas dinner in, in, in that. I had my Christmas, my oven go out on Christmas Eve a couple of years ago. And so I don't, I love loading up the smoker. I'll go low heat on the breast, get a good head of smoke on it, and then I'll crank that thing up and I can put the vegetables in there. If I'm just doing it on any grill, grill them. You can put some potatoes on there too. Get the potatoes cooked about halfway, rub them with the same olive oil, garlic, whatever, slap them on the grill. To me, the key is to get out of the kitchen. If it's wintertime, you know, I'm more of a, I love uh, acorn squash, butternut squash, a nice steamy pile of garlic mashed potatoes with some blue cheese or horseradish mixed into it works great with that turkey that's cooked either either on the stovetop or in the oven. In the South, we call it comfort food. Uh Uh-huh. Grits. Nothing like cheesy grits next to that wild turkey, too. That works real well. You know, half the people listening to this podcast are going to be north of the Mason-Dixon line. They're not even going to know what a grit is. Well, we'll call it we'll call it polenta. <laughs> How's that? Yes, they'll know that. I, I know you that. know, I'm doing. I, I went. I was in San Diego 
cooking a dinner in June at this fish joint uh, as a guest chef, and I did kind of a low country Charleston type of deal. I did shrimp mm. and grits, and yeah. I and I said, now I know. As soon as I say grits, I'm looking at your faces, and you're going, uh, that sounds horrible. I don't know what that is. And I'll say, think of soft, creamy, cheesy polenta. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grits, bacon, cheese, those are the things you can put on just about anything and make me happy. I hear you. Or put with anything. So, yeah, definitely. All right. So, you know, I like to come out of the woods every now and again, come off the lake every now and again, take a shower, put on a clean pair of pants and a nice shirt. I'm going to go ahead and admit I'll have a glass of wine with dinner. Of course, I'm going to have a beer every now and again. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me what's going to – tell me your favorite beer with and without turkey. Right. <laughs> and then tell me your favorite wine to have a glass of wine with the meal you just prepared that has wild turkey in it. I um, – you know, I can only drink a couple beers. I like – and my beer's got to be really cold. Um, and I, the bigger beers for me, I get full up. If I drink a, a big, heavy beer, you know that – and oh, like yeah. the uh, – the the darker beers very often are not higher in alcohol, but the heavier beers to me, if I drink that, I'm I'm full up. So right, I like a pale ale, pretty standard pale ale. I don't put an orange or any of that stuff in my beer. I just like beer to taste like beer. And my go-to wine is right now is Michael David Petit Syrah, which doesn't bury the flavor of whatever it is I'm doing with the turkey. If I'm doing something a little lighter in flavors, I'll use a Pinot Noir. But uh, yeah. Michael David here in Lodi, which is is a, a booming, growing region in California, okay. they're my favorite. Well, cool. Do you use any wine? I know you, you mentioned tequila, mm-hmm. but do you use any wines when you're cooking turkey? You I mentioned use, a white wine maybe. Oh, sure. I use I use wine a lot. What I don't use is good wine and the and the the food network standard line is don't cook with a wine you wouldn't drink well most restaurants the wine they use is out of an 18 liter box so mm-hmm. they're using chablis or burgundy for the most part with the wine don't waste a really good wine with cooking i if i have partial bottles somehow finished for one reason or another probably because we opened one too many bottles that goes into the refrigerator, and I hang on to that, and I'm going to cook with that. I'm not going to open a good bottle of wine and waste it on food. But, you know, wine is wine will give it flavor, and you, when you reduce that wine down as much as you can, if you want a, a great wine sauce is you take a bottle of cheap wine and you reduce it down to about a quarter of a cup. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, a quarter of a cup. And then you just whisk in some chilled butter with that or add some cream to it and reduce that down even more. That's why the restaurant sauces taste so good. We tend to not reduce our wine down enough when we're cooking with it. But when you do a wine reduction, if you've got a half a cup of reduced wine, it's going to take you two pounds of butter in order to thicken that. So get the flavor of the wine, add it, and then put the chilled butter in, take it off the heat, whisk in that chilled butter, and just drizzle that over your turkey breast, and it'll taste good. 
Did I hear you correctly? You said take a whole bottle of wine and reduce it down to a quarter of a cup? That's that's about it. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that's going to concentrate it a whole lot. And you don't yeah. need to smother your turkey with that. I mean, if you take right. that and then you take about, say, a half a cup, two sticks of chilled butter, cut it into chunks. You take that quarter cup of reduced hot wine and then you take it off the heat and you whisk in that butter a little bit at a time until mm-hmm. it's all emulsified season it with a little bit of salt and pepper it's delicious sounds like it you know a lot of a lot of chefs seem to be focusing today on the i guess the hottest trend or trendy word to use would be locavore mm-hmm. but you know kind of the fork or farm to fork or you know, the field, the fork, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 All of that. So what, what do you think is really the push for all of that? And it's something you mentioned to me earlier off the recording is that you and I've been doing it for years. Why do you think it's so hot now and so trendy now that it's getting all this attention? You know, it, it makes sense to source local ingredients as opposed to you know, we've gotten to the point now where we can get watermelon. We don't have to wait for watermelon to get in season. We can get it out of South America in January. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we don't. We get our peaches and our nectarines and all that from South America in the wintertime. I prefer to get seasonal produce when it's in, in season. To me, that's how I'm going to – if I've got a recipe that calls for a summer vegetable or fruit, and it's February, I'm not going to use that recipe. And, and if it calls for tomatoes, I'm going to use canned tomatoes because I know that the tomatoes in the grocery store, the store don't have any flavor at that particular point anyway. So it makes sense. And you're right, it's a trendy deal. And there's a lot of people that are getting back to their, their roots. You know, we, we find people that have never hunted and they're in their adult life, they're in their second or third quarter of their life and they said you know i want to i want to go shoot a deer mm-hmm. and i'm okay with it you know um it's don't make yourself don't pretend it's that big of a deal i mean we've all been doing this for a long time right and you know we shoot we shoot deer because we like being in the woods and we've grown up doing it and we like we like to shoot our own food and it's but we don't do it because they do it on the food network uh, food Network has changed the way we look at food. When I was growing up, we had a handful of TV chefs. We had the Galloping Gourmet and Julia Child and and uh, Justin Wilson, and you know it was they were celebrities. But since Emerald started doing Emerald Live on the Food Network, and 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 I give anybody that can do an hour long show, and I think he did a thousand plus shows. At prime time, five days a week, that's not easy. But, you know, Food Network has changed the way we look at food. They have to keep us every week. They need 300 new recipes for somebody. And, you know, now you go to the drive through and you've got a Chipotle this and a free-range this and whatever it is. And so we've kind of complicated it. I don't know what's trendy. I don't, I don't, I don't keep up. Because it's, you know, whatever's here today is going to be gone tomorrow. But the the locavore, to me, makes complete sense. And that's kind of the way I've always cooked anyway. Use what's in season as close as you can that wasn't shipped in a container, picked green and shipped in a container across the world in order to get to you. 
So we've been doing it for a long time, and I, I told you, uh, I think that's the first time in my life I've ever been hip. You know, to, qu- <laughs> to, qu- to quote Barbara Mandrell, I was country before, uh, when country wasn't uh-huh. cool. So, yeah, I was a locavore when it wasn't even a word. Yeah, who would have thought we'd be trendy, right? Exactly, exactly. Well, the last question I have for you is you're an outdoorsman and a turkey hunter. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us the story of your most recent successful wild turkey hunt and maybe one or two things that happened during that hunt that you think made that hunt successful that was that were the keys of your success during that hunt? You know, I'm pretty fortunate. Here in Northern California, we are, we've got a lot of turkeys. Yeah. And we've got a lot of ducks and get a lot of turkeys, and that surprises a lot of people because they think it's Baywatch out here, and, it, and it's really not. Exactly. I'm in the other California, somewhere between Lake Tahoe and Napa Valley, and, you know, on this last spring hunt, it was actually both successful and funny. We had We had turkeys that just bombarded us. We set up at exactly the right place, and and they were basically landing on us in the morning, and it was kind of a, I don't know which one to shoot, and we, they, these got to, they got to move out of the way because I'm going to hit six of them here. Um, yeah. And so we waited for them to scatter a little bit. Gave, you know, we didn't want it to be over anyway. So yeah. we let them wander off, and then you know, we were thinking, take the cash, should have taken the cash. They weren't, uh, they weren't cooperating after they landed on us. So we did manage to each shoot a turkey, and my buddy had a shaggy on. He had to basically do a belly crawl because he couldn't get it close enough. And he finally hit his at about 35, 40 yards. And it looked uh-huh. like he stoned it. And he's got it over his shoulder. It's this limp thing. He's bringing it back over to this tree that I'm set up under. And then next thing, he sets his gun down. And we, I, I look out of the corner of my eye, and this turkey's taken off, this one that I thought was dead. Huh. And, you know, they're tough. You know, you roll them, and, and they run off, and you hate to see oh, that yeah. happen because you've got to find them, and, and hopefully you find them before the coyotes do. But he grabbed it. He actually tackled it. And then brought it back over, and he's holding it by the body and beating its head against the tree, which probably is not the way to dispatch that particular turkey. Right. Set it over. He's, the turkey's got blood running out of its eyes. It's looking dead. And then it happened again. It took off again. And um, I was able to grab my gun and hit it before it got out of gun range, but... That was a very memorable hunt, and I'll never be able to forget the comedy of the turkey that wouldn't die. Yeah, no joke. It happens from time to time. We had experience like that. We were hunting in Illinois, and those birds that we hunted there seemed to be the toughest birds that I've ever hunted. I mean, I think there were six or seven of us in the group that was up there hunting together, and everyone there that killed a turkey had to shoot it multiple times. Right. You know, so they are tough, and I don't know what it what it is about the Illinois birds. They seem to be really tough. So, but yeah, that that's uh, it's like you said. You don't ever want one that's been wounded to get away. Right. So you do whatever you can to to go and get him. And but I can only imagine carrying a turkey back that you think is stone dead, putting him down, and next thing he gets up and <laughs> it sneaks off, right? And then yeah, kind of once it got a little distance, it really broke into a trot. So um. It was, 
uh, I, I'll, I will be able to remember that. And that's, you know, that's, of course, you've never got a camera running at, the, at that particular time. But um, Of course, yeah. of course. Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking time out of your off day. Yeah, man. To, to share the information that you did with us. Can you, before I let you go, can you please tell us how we can get a copy of your cookbooks? If you go to Amazon, that, and, and right now the... My book of choice, my favorite book, is the Better Venison Cookbook. And, you know, there's no turkey recipes in there. If you want turkey recipes, you can go to sportingchef.com. That has a bunch of free turkey recipes. How's that for making a sale? I'm telling you. Well, that's all that I have today for you, Scott. I really appreciate you taking time out of your off day to share the information that you shared with us. Can you tell me how to get a copy of your cookbooks you know that the easiest and i think cheapest place right now is to go to amazon and my book of choice right now is the better venison cookbook it was the most fun to write i've gotten some really flattering reviews on it and if you want turkey recipes of course you can go to sportingchef.com my website um, and we've got videos from the show. The Sporting Chef TV show is on Sportsman Channel and, and will be there for a long time. It's a collaborative effort with a whole lot of really entertaining people, short segments. You can look at a lot of the short segments that we have on the SportingChef.com website. We've got a Texas redneck. We've got a, some fine southern women on there cooking, very different <laughs> cooking styles, and it's done in very, very short segments. Oh, very nice. Now, are you still doing demos as well? I am. I, I just got back from Kansas City this week, and I've got Denver next week, and I still do. And I'll be in Birmingham in October for, with Baptist Health. They've got a skeet shoot event that uh, we I've been doing. I think this will be seventh year in a row, so I'll be in your wow. neck of the woods. But you know, I, I do corporate things and trade shows and consumer shows and shot shows and things like that, and. You know, it's a lounge act. It's what it is. Is it? It's just. I, I hopefully entertain people and and let them know that it's okay to not cook their game so long and and give them a few ideas on how to make their stuff at home taste better. Well, I think from recording we can tell that it would definitely be entertaining. If we wanted to hire you, say for a corporate event, to come do a demo or something like that, or even for a charity event, how would we go about contacting you? You can call me. How about that? Here's my phone number, 916-351-1079. For my uh, email address, you can get you can find it through the Sporting Chef. If you go to scott at sportingchef.com, that will find me through the website. I'm easy to find. I'm just gone all the time, but uh, right. I do check messages often. But, you know, when I, when I stop traveling, that means I won't be able to pay the mortgage anymore. So, um I'm, you mean your mortgage companies like mine? They won't accept camouflage clothing or spices for payment. They are, they need actual money, so I have to go out and, and actually earn a living. I completely understand. So lastly, tell me when I can watch you on television on The Sporting Chef and also on Dead Meat Television on the Sportsman Channel. Well, Dead Meat right now is not we're I'm waiting to get the word on a third season and Dead Meat they run Dead Meat is owned by Sportsman Channel. It's one of the gotcha. very few shows that they own so it's not going to air in the third and fourth quarter of this year but it'll be back on next year. Okay. But Sporting Chef 
current time is Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And then it's on a couple times during the week. The best place to find out what show is going to air, what it's going to be, what's going to be on it, is to go to thesportsmanchannel.com. That's thesportsmanchannel.com. Go to shows, find the Sporting Chef, and it will tell you the current air times. Um, we're also on untamed sports around the country too, which is kind of a, a hit or miss depending on where you live. Sportsman Channel is the easiest place to find it. And eventually, we'll have all of those shows on TV, on Carbon TV. So you'll be able to watch Sporting Chef shows online anytime for free. Sweet. That'll be nice. Yeah. And, we're, and we're, when, we're loading when do you those think up that'll now. happen? You okay. Know, it'll, it'll be on within the next month or so. And yeah. Realtree Plus, they have a new channel also. We're, we're going to load all our shows onto Realtree Plus as well so that people that that can't get the show, that can't get Sportsman Channel, will be able to see it anytime. I'm also on the Ducks Unlimited TV show on Pursuit every week. And I'll, mm-hmm. most of the time I'm cooking the recipes that I do in the Ducks Unlimited magazine on the DU TV show on the Pursuit Network. Okay. So if somebody wants to see Scott, it's not going to be that hard to do. You're you're pretty much everywhere, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, there's probably more of me than there needs to be, but it, it's, it's out there. I don't know about all that. You got you got a lot of good information to share with those of us in the sporting world, and we appreciate that because you know it's a shame to take that animal out of its habitat and not do something great with it, like put it in your family's belly. Sure, you you can do something <laughs> besides wrap it in jalapeno and bacon, really. True, indeed, Scott. Thank you again. I really appreciate you taking time out today, and I look forward to hopefully talking to you again soon, and maybe we can on the next interview just do some quick simple recipes but in the meantime people can visit your website and pull them off of there and cook away i appreciate it man have a great day thank you scott uh-huh. you did the same thank you goodbye hey thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the interview with scott and learned as much as i did i know i'm really looking forward to trying some more of his wild turkey recipes sometime soon if you found the info that scott shared with us useful then please support him by liking his Facebook fan page. Just go to Facebook and search for The Sporting Chef, and it should pop right up. And be sure to like his page and check it out often. Also, you may want to buy one of Scott's cookbooks on Amazon.com. And don't forget to visit thesportingchef.com for free wild turkey recipes. Catch Scott on The Sporting Chef TV show on the Sportsman Channel. And if you want Scott to come out and do a demo for your organization, then you can reach him at 916-351-1079 or you can email him at scott at sportingchef.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at sportingchef.com. Now be sure to tune in next week. I'm going to be interviewing Jay Salmon with OutdoorMash.com. Jay's going to share some info with us about his website and how the site can help us turkey hunters. The site has a lot of great information on it, and I feel certain that there's something on there that you'll find useful. So be sure to tune in for that. Until then, thanks for tuning in this week. I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you sharing some of it with us. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. 
and make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.